What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bravo by Gaze. Happy Friday. We made it through the week. Boy, what a week it was. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you guys have all seen that seen the headlines. We're gonna talk about everything that's happened. I mean, we're gonna go through the craziness that occurred on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, that dinner. We're gonna talk about a little bit of the OC. We're definitely gonna get into um Shannon Medora's DUI. So there's a lot that we have to talk about. I hope that you guys had an amazing week. I can't believe it's Friday already. I mean, I had a great weekend at the Buffalo Bills won our home opener. Thank God. But I'm just happy it's like Friday again, you know, and I get to sit here and talk with you guys about everything that I love. Um, so we are going to get into it. Um, and uh, let's just chat. All right, guys. So we have to talk about last week's episode of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Let me tell you, there was a tweet that went out and comments by Bravo shared it. And it was hilarious. And it said like, it, it like listed every franchise and said like what where they do their best work. And with the ladies of Salt Lake City, they obviously do their best work in sprinter bands, right? <laughs> right. So which I, I mean, they do. Obviously, like it all stemmed from when like the sprinter band situation with like Jen Shaw and like her arrest and like everything that went down there. And every season since they've been like in it, what looks like the same freaking sprinter van, but this episode was amazing. Like that dinner was so over the top and crazy that like it will probably go down as like one of my favorite housewives dinners ever because it was just absolutely insane. So the ladies, I mean, it, the episode started off, I mean, kind of just like the ladies, the rest of the ladies showing up to the Trixie Motel. Obviously, Whitney and Angie K had gotten there sooner than they did. So they were shocked to see that Angie had shown up on the trip, although she wasn't invited, right? So she showed up as Whitney's plus one. Um, right off the bat, Lisa is obviously still very upset that she lost her $60,000 ring. She immediately tells Trixie, and <laughs> my favorite moment was, like, the flashback they did, right? Because these editors are shady as hell. They went back and counted how many times, like, she had brought up, like, the stolen ring, or, like, the lost ring. And I believe, like, the total was seven. And it took me back to when she was in the Sprinter van, and they did a count of how many times she called her lawyers like on the phone with like lawyer number one and she had like six different lawyers that she was trying to contact to talk about Jen's situation this was this throwback was like very reminiscent of that and you can tell that the ladies are like some of the ladies are just like over her already complaining about it now let me tell you this if I had anything that was worth $60,000 I would be throwing 
just as much as a fit or be just as upset as Lisa Barlow was. So I understand why she's upset, but I also understand why the ladies could be kind of annoyed about it, right? Because like maybe some of them don't have something that's worth that much and it comes off a little braggy. But I mean, it's 60 G's and she just lost it. Like, of course, if it would put yourself in her shoes, I would be, I wouldn't have left that airport. I would have sat down in the bathroom until I found that. Until I, and I would question every person that came in and went out. So I completely get it. These ladies, I mean, it's only episode, what is this, episode three? And they're like already delivered. Like, I just love it so much. And obviously, like, they uh, they just get like settled into the motel and uh, they're having conversations about like them being shocked that like Angie K is there. And I love everything that like came out of Mary Cosby's mouth this episode because Whitney and Angie K were sitting down having lunch. Mary came out to the pool area and uh, the Angie K had said like, Oh my God, Mary, come over here. Like come sit with us. And Mary goes, no, I don't want to go over there and don't talk to me like that. I don't like it. <laughs> like she was like offended and which was kind of crazy because like they were just being nice and trying to like invite her to come sit with them. But Mary is just so crazy. That, like she wasn't having it. Like she, if she doesn't like you, you, you will know it. Right. And it's just like, she obviously has a past with Whitney and she doesn't really know Angie K obviously. Right. Cause she's said before, like who's Angie K like, Who's Angie? But it was just hilarious. Like it was, <laughs> it was just so crazy. Like that's as soon as they got there, like this is what was going down. Um, the ladies then did like a shopping day, right? So they wasn't like any normal shopping day. They weren't going to like boutiques and like shopping for clothes for themselves. They had to dress each other. So they were paired up. Whitney and Heather, they had to pick outfits for each other. Lisa and Meredith, they had to pick out outfits for each other. And then Monica and Mary had to pick out outfits for each other. And they would have to wear these outfits to the dinner that they were going to later on in the evening. They left Angie K by herself. Like, they didn't even include her. And this is, I mean, you would think that they would maybe just throw her, like, she could go with Whitney and Heather or whatever, but, like, they, Meredith could care less, right? She was handing out gifts by the pool, gave everyone a gift except for Angie K, which, I mean, I understand because you didn't even know she was going, but this is my thing. You know who's on your cast, right? So you know that these cast trips are going to have everybody there. Why wouldn't you bring an extra gift? It seems like it's almost like caddy. Like you should have had an extra one in case somebody else showed up and then you wouldn't have had to exclude her. You wouldn't have had to exclude her. But it just comes off. It comes off a little mean girlish the way that they were acting with her with like their arrival. And then obviously with like this shopping girl thing. So these outfits, I literally, I would not... I would not go to dinner like in a, <laughs> if I were like good for Lisa for going to dinner in that outfit because I'm the type of person where like a I want to wear what I want to wear, b I don't really like 
themes. I no, I can I can tell you I don't like themes. That's like one of the reasons I don't like Halloween. I hate dressing up in costume. So the fact that like the theme of this is to, like wear something crazy that somebody else would pick for you is just not my cup of tea. So props, Lisa, for even going to the dinner. Because these ladies looked crazy as hell with the outfits that they picked out for each other. And the outfit that Meredith picked for Lisa, I love the way that Meredith tried to, like, describe it or, like, defend her choice for choosing this outfit, right? She goes, oh, the top is very, like, Mugler or whatever the hell she said or whoever the designer was. And she's like, and the bottom is just, like, sexy and, like, whatever. And it really was just, like, she was in a bikini with, like, a sarong and a sheer top. Like, that was, like, no matter how you try and spin that, she's literally going, you're sending her to dinner in a a bathing suit in a cover-up. Like, it just, there was no way to make it seem like, like it, like, oh, it's okay. Like you look good because she looks crazy as hell. And uh, Meredith, like just, and Lisa had picked something for Meredith and she had, it looked just like something normal that Meredith would wear. Right. And I feel like Meredith was the only one that kind of looked normal, maybe Monica and Mary, but like Heather looked crazy as hell. Whitney had that fascinator on her head with like that see-through lab coat and like a dress, like, these ladies just looked all sorts of fucked up. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. It just, it reminded me of this one scene in uh, Real Housewives of New York. And I don't remember what season, but it, they all went to dinner in the Hamptons. And it was like Bethany, Carol, Ramona, Dorinda, Luann, Sonia. And they all dressed like insane. Like they just looked crazy as hell. And (laughs) it just like, it looked, this is, this reminded me of that because they just looked insane. And I loved when they, uh, I love when they get to the dinner, the the hostess is like, oh, you ladies look great. And like, girl, don't lie to them. (laughs) Like I get that. Like you're doing your job. You're trying to be nice, but they don't look great. They, I would have laughed. I would have been like, what the fuck is this? Like they looked crazy. And uh, you can tell that Lisa was not feeling it right. She did not want to go to this dinner. She was complaining the entire time. As soon as she got on the bus to go, she was like, I can't believe I'm going to a five-star restaurant that used to be Cary Grant's like, estate and like i'm going in my bikini and like this is she was not having it and rightfully so right but i feel like if you're going to commit to it right like i told you guys there's no way in hell that like i would go out after doing something like that like dressed up in like some type of theme she obviously chose to go she probably had to because it's work right but if she made the decision not to she could have went back to the motel she chose to go so, like, you're already on your way there. So, just, like, buckle up and, like, embrace it, right? Because you are all you all look crazy. It's not just you, Lisa. Every single one of them looked absolutely bonkers. So, she's complaining the entire time. She's complaining at the restaurant. She's like, oh, my God, I just got a chill. You didn't get a chill. You're in Palm Springs. It's, like, 100 degrees. You want them to turn on a heat lamp? Like, you didn't get a chill. You are just, like mad because you're sitting there like pretty much half naked but 
listen, I'm not coming for you because you're my queen. So I completely, if you say you, I agree. If you say you were cold, then I believe you, but I, I just don't, I don't, I don't buy it. Right. So I just, I couldn't get, I could not get over the outfits guys. It really was just, it really was just so crazy. <laughs> like it was my favorite part was when Mary goes, Lisa, whoever picked out your outfit doesn't like you and you should know it. <laughs> and it's funny because like it was obviously right. It was Meredith and they're trying to like move on from like the issues that they've had in the past. And she puts her in this outfit, but like, you got to agree with Mary, right? Like she was doing this probably to like get at you and like, give you like a little bit of a dig. Like you have to wear what I pick out for you. So I'm going to put you in this crazy ass outfit, but I got to agree with Mary Lisa. I don't think Meredith had your best interest because you, you didn't do her dirty. Like she did you, you gave her like a nice dress and she literally, I don't know. She put you in that like star sheer top and that sky. It was bad. It was just, it was bad. We got to talk about this crazy dinner, right? So it was absolutely unhinged. It was so entertaining. I've watched it like five times. It was so good. My favorite part was like a little bit towards the end, but I this part was so funny. So Whitney says like let's go around and share something shocking about like about us that like nobody else knows. These ladies, I am sure they are Mormons in Utah. They're on reality TV. There's, We know that there's shocking shit that happens in their life, that there's got to be something that they don't know about each other that would actually be like entertaining for this game. So I'm going to tell you what each of them decided to share. Meredith's like thing that she chose to share was that she used to visit her grandparents in Palm Springs when she was younger. Shocking, right? Also, who cares? Like, no, but like, that's not the point of the game. Whitney shares that she likes to write and she's starting to take up journaling. Heather shares that she is now into birds and she has a birdhouse with a camera that she can watch when she's away. Mary decides to share that she's a loner. Girl, we know. You're always in scenes by yourself sitting in the corner. We in your closet. We we get it. Angie K decides to share that she's sensitive. Lisa decides to share that she just got her first second piercing and she feels naughty. Thank God. Thank God for Monica Garcia, right? Because Monica's like, these bitches are sharing the lamest shit. Nobody cares about you liking birds or you journaling or the fact that, like, you used to visit your grandparents here when you were a child. She is going to turn this game into exactly what it was meant to be. And this is the moment that she shares with the ladies that she used to fuck her brother-in-law for 18 months. She dropped a bomb on these girls, right? Obviously, we all knew that this happened, but Monica 
showed the fuck up to play this game. And the ladies were shook. They <laughs> were like, what? Like, it's like, who cares now about the bird watching or whatever the hell Heather's doing over there? Nobody cares about Whitney's journaling. They are fully invested in the fact that Monica just dropped this bomb. And uh, good for her, right? Because I feel like every episode, Monica has been bringing something. And uh, guys, I've seen a lot online about people who are like on the fence about her. I'm sorry. Say what you want. We all like who we like. I like Monica Garcia. And until she does something to show me why I shouldn't, I mean, she's delivered every episode, every episode so far this season. Granted, we're only three in, but it was the best way to shut down the shocking facts that these ladies decided to share. Like, if you're going to play the game, play it right. Like, right? I feel like if anybody had something shocking to share, it could have been Whitney. I feel like she probably has, like, some scandalous stuff, like, as, like, a party girl or what. Like, she's always fun. She's got people in her hot tub and, like, rolling around in the paint with her husband. Like, there's got to be something more scandalous that these ladies could have shared that would have been entertaining. But we got our girl Monica who came in and saved the game. It was so good. And obviously, as we've seen in Housewives Past, games that these ladies play at dinner never go the way that they are intended. Because Whitney decides that she wants to play another game. This game is called Cold and, cold and Prickly warm and fuzzy where you have to go around and say something nice about someone and then say something that you think that the person could work on. Right. And uh, it's all downhill from here. This is like, this ain't it. And it's almost like every time in the real houses of Beverly Hills where Lisa Rinna wants to play a game and then it just goes to shit and the drama just like explodes that's almost that's that's not almost like that is exactly what happened in this moment because the ladies go around and give their cold and pricklies and warm and fuzzies to each other. Mary decides she doesn't want to play. She's not going to say anything about anybody. But and I'm not going to go around and say what each person said. I'm just going to kind of get to the gist of it, which is where Heather says that her um cold and prickly is the fact that like she doesn't trust Angie and uh, she doesn't trust Angie because uh, she says that Angie would like always be all over Jen Shaw guys what did I tell you last episode in our Salt Lake City recap Heather has no room to talk because she was all over Jen Shaw. She literally was like sucking her asshole for like three, like since the season one. And thank God, at least Angie had Lisa Barlow there because Lisa spoke right up and said like, you used to be all over Jen, so should we not trust you? And the only thing Heather had to say was the fact that she's not the one on trial. She's like, maybe you shouldn't, but I'm not the one on trial for this right now. Girl, like, that, she literally just shut you down. You can't not like Angie K because she used to be all over Jen Shaw when you were all over Jen Shaw as well. Like, it's just very hypocritical, and it doesn't, like, it doesn't make sense. And 
we only got Angie K with one season of seeing her with Jen Shaw. We have seasons of seeing you and Jen Shaw together where they can roll the tape and show how far up Jen's ass you were. So it just seems like that shouldn't be the reason that you give to these ladies as to why you don't trust her. There has to be something more to it. And you probably should have led with that. Now, I will say, Heather, I really enjoyed Heather this episode. She got trashed, right? She got hammered. She was drinking all the espresso martinis in the land, and I was here for it. She was so drunk, and it was so entertaining. And I'll tell you this. I would, like, I would want to party with Heather Gay. I feel like she would be such a good time. Like, she would be so much fun. So, although I am giving her a little bit of a hard time, it doesn't mean that I don't like her. I think that she has the opportunity to have a very big redemption season because, like I said before, I told you guys, I kind of fell off of her, like, train. I wasn't, like, on the Heather Gay train last season. I was very big on Heather Gay season one, and then I fell off kind of season two and three. And now I'm hoping that I can get back on in season four because she just seems like a good time girl, right? (laughs) Like, she just seems like... A lot of fun. But there's moments like this where she says that about Angie Kay, and I'm just like, girl, please. Like, you have no room to talk about her being friends with Jen Shaw when Jen Shaw literally called you Shrek and you still were her friend. Like, you take, like, ride or die to, like, a whole new level. But then we get into um, Angie and Meredith fighting. And uh, this comes from Meredith and Whitney's, like, warm and fuzzy, cold and prickly, whatever you want to call it. And these two go at it. I'm talking about Meredith and Angie Kay. And uh, Whitney guesses that her cold and prickly was the fact that she invited Angie Kay to the Palm Springs trip. Meredith tells her, no, that wasn't it. Actually, I was going to say you just need to work on your communication more. Which, you know that Meredith meant communicate more. You need to work on your communication more. As in, like, you should have communicated with me that you were bringing Angie K on the trip. She just, she didn't, like, word it that way. But you can obviously tell, right, that that's, like, what she was saying. And then Mary, Meredith's friend Mary, again comes in and says she says she that Meredith's not being truthful um, because she had all sorts of feelings about Whitney bringing Angie K. And this is the thing with Mary is like she says all these crazy things, but she's gonna hold your ass accountable. Meredith is her girl, right? This she can't she came back into the season as Meredith's friend is what her like title card said. And she's even going to tell Meredith how it is. Like, no girl, you were talking shit back at the motel. Like be truthful about it. And it gets Angie and Meredith into like this big, huge fight. And it was, it was so wild because the daggers that were being thrown were insane. Angie said something like, 
you're just mad because you have a dusty jewelry line and you haven't sold anything since 2015. And she's like, she's just throwing these digs and drunk ass Heather is next to her, like trying to hold in the laughs. She's like fighting back the laughter. It was so funny. And these two just go at it. We're obviously like, they just do not like each other. Meredith thinks that Angie said that they could never be friends or she'll never be friends with her. Like, in her entire life or something like that. Meredith can't say where she said she heard it. She can't pull up her receipt. You got Monica telling her, like, girl, you love the receipts. Show us a receipt. Meredith can't. Meredith can't, either because there is there aren't any receipts or she was just too drunk <laughs> to even think about it because Meredith got hammered. All of a sudden, she has an, a British accent. Nobody knows what the hell is going on, where this came from. She sounded crazy as hell. She's yelling at Angie K, saying, you can leave. You can leave. Then she's talking about how she needs to get security to remove Angie K from the restaurant. She gets up out of her out of her chair. She goes to this poor server, Chad, which, like, this guy is probably like, what the fuck is going on? I, I mean, and let me tell you, Chad Chad knows. Chad has to know what's up. He knows who these ladies are, right? Because if that were me, I'd be front row. I would literally be just standing, like, out of the shot, watching the ladies. And, like, if one of them came up to me, I would just, like, fall the fuck over. So Meredith is, like, hammered, talking a different language with an accent. She wasn't talking a different language. I meant she's talking drunk with an accent, this like British accent and uh, goes up to Chad and says, excuse me, I'm the hostess of this party. This lady is acting inappropriate. She needs to leave. And Chad is like, Oh, okay. Like I'll see what I can do about it. (laughs) Like he was like, what the fuck do you want me to do about it? You drunk woman. Like she's your friend. You brought her here. Why? Like also like do would that restaurant have had security? Like, I don't know. Maybe because it was that man's estate that they just want to like have, make sure nothing gets damaged. But Chad wasn't the one. And it was just so funny and unhinged and insane. Meredith drunkenly gave like a toast or she said something about like, or she, it wasn't a toast. It was like a speech where she said that like they shouldn't be worried about these problems because there are disabled children in the world and like there's bigger problems than this. And you kind of get the gist of what she was trying to say, but she was so drunk. She like didn't say it the right way. And she was, listen, she was, she was a hot ass mess, but I was here for it. Like my, I loved every second of it. it. And she was like, when she said that, there's bigger problems in this world. Like there's disabled kids like that have issues. Like, girl, we know, but like you guys are just so sloppy. It was hilarious. And thank God they got out of there when they did, because we got lit Heather who was like literally dying over all the drinks she had. She said she had five espresso martinis. I want, I beg to differ. She looked, she was so drunk face down like this on the bus, almost vomiting. She did vomit at the end, but she was like, she was drunk as a skunk. And you're going to tell me that was off five espresso martinis? I mean, 
I don't, I don't know if I believe that, Heather. I don't know. But thank God they left when they did because Heather ended up puking in the bus or whatever the hell she was doing. And they just needed to get home. They get on the bus. They're still talking about this freaking ring. Meredith's crying. Whitney's saying she doesn't believe her um, as to like what her issues are because why wouldn't she be able to just say what's going on? And Meredith and Meredith's like, oh, like I just don't want to say it right now. And Whitney's like, oh, that's convenient. Like it's always something with Meredith. So Whitney and Meredith had that little back and forth on the bus. They finally get back to the hotel. And my favorite part of the episode, guys, this was, aside from the dinner, this ending was amazing. So <laughs> Mary's about to get off the bus. The only people left on the bus, obviously, you've seen the episode. So it is Whitney, Monica, and Heather. Heather's drunk with her face in her lap. Mary is, like, coming at Whitney, asking, like, why she's going after Meredith. And, like, this is the things that – this is just, like, how she operates. And she just goes low and – you came after me and my family. You, She said, you called me a pornography. All of a sudden, guys, she says, you called me a pornography. Monica's in the corner like, oh, like she clutched her pearls, which, guys, it was so funny because I'm like, what the hell did she just say? Did she just call me? Did she just say you just called me? You called me a pornography. It was so funny. And she insisted. She said, you called me a pornography. And... Whitney goes, Whitney goes, Mary, I never said you do porn. And Mary's like, porn? I didn't say you said I do porn. And she goes, Mary goes, Heather, what did Whitney say about me? What did she call me? Heather resurrects from the dead and goes, predator. And then puts her head back down. It, she goes, yeah, you said that me and my husband are predators. End scene. The ladies are done. The episode ends with Heather puking on the bus. They're like she's literally hunched over puking. I don't. I it was just. It was. It was a sight, but also relatable because I feel like I've been in that situation plenty of times, and. Uh, it's just not fun. I felt for her in that moment. Let me tell you. But guys, I was dead. You called me a pornography. Like, what? <laughs> Mary, I never said you do porn. Guys, like, you cannot write this. It is so good. It is too good. Hands down, such an amazing episode. These ladies brought it again. We're only episode three. I can't wait to see what happens next week, guys. You better believe we're going to talk about it. That was it on Salt Lake City. Stay tuned. I'm, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good season, guys. They're delivering every week so far. So I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to watch again next week so we can chat about it. All right. Welcome back. We are back. There are... A few things that I want to touch on. So, I am kind of upset that Orange County is ending. Orange County's season finale is next week. And there's a few things that I wanted to touch on in regards to um, this past week's episode. Because it it went down. It went down. I mean, 
the ladies got into it, right? We're not going to do a full recap. Just a couple quick thoughts that I had on the episode. It obviously, like, all this stuff with Ryan and, like, him cheating. It's like it's just like exhausting. I didn't think that it would go on the entire up the entire season. Tamara literally dragged it out the entire season. This Jennifer girl and Ryan got like they just got dragged. <laughs> like their relationship just got dragged. It got ripped to sheds. It was insane. And uh, I just don't understand why Tamra is so hellbent on like making sure like they're she sees the light and they're not together, right? This girl has obviously said she knows what happened. She knows like about his indiscretion. She knows about his past relationships. She t- has told you she knows all of this and you are continuing to badger her week after week on her decision for staying with this man. And I get that you don't want to see her hurt and you want what's best for your friend, but woman, let it go. She's told you multiple times that this is the guy that she wants to be with. It's like going in one ear and out the other and you're dragging it on the entire season. Like it's the only thing that you feel like you were able to bring this season, like on your comeback. And it really almost kind of looked like it was because it's like literally all you talked about aside from like the Heather stuff. Like it was, it just, it, it didn't like hit right for me. And I have loved this entire season of Orange County. And this, I'm just talking about this one little portion that just was like, it was just annoying. Like leave her be, you got her crying every other week, every other trip. Like the girl is going to live and she's going to learn And uh, all you can do is support the decision that she's going to make and just be her friend. You and Eddie don't have to hang out with her and Ryan as a couple. That doesn't mean that you can't hang out with her solo and she can still be your friend. Like there's like ways around it. Stop inserting yourself into her relationship. Okay. It's just, it's too much. And if you both of you, if both of you guys get brought back next season, I hope you guys are able to move on from it because it was exhausting. I cannot do another season of you like dragging this woman like about her relationship. Like, let it be. Um, this like they went to um, they were in Mexico and uh, right is that where they were? I believe that's where they were. Um, anyway, regardless, so. It was Mexico and uh, all the Heather stuff, right? So this Heather's getting dragged in Mexico. She wants to leave the trip. She doesn't want to do the show anymore. The ladies are like not happy with anything she does. She's either bragging too much or like she, the ladies aren't like kind of getting the jokes that she's like putting out there. I think that, and I've said it before, guys, I don't think OC is the fit for Heather Dubrow. I just think that, like, obviously it comes off as her being, like, pretentious or, like, entitled or whatnot. And I don't think that that's the case. I think that's just the case around these women, and that's the way that, like, they are, like, perceiving her. I'm telling you, I think that she would be great in Beverly Hills. And I said it before, I think it's just because those people are kind of more on par with 
the lifestyle that Heather lives or like, you know what I mean? Like, and I love my girls on the OC. I'm a Gina and Emily Stan. Like I, I love both of them. Again, guys, don't at me. We all like who we like. I, you don't see me complaining to you about the people you talk about in the comments that you like that I don't really care for, but I am. I'm a Gina and Emily Stan. I just feel like Heather isn't really a fit anymore for this group of ladies. I feel like she would just succeed more in Beverly Hills. Who knows if that's the case, if she'll make the switch or if they will even allow her to do the switch from here to there. We'll have to like only time will tell, right? Obviously, we have a new season of Beverly Hills coming up. So we got to get through that and then casting and filming for another season. So time will tell. But I'm just saying I wouldn't hate to see it. I almost fell off the fucking couch when Vicky talked about getting a happy ending massage. Not once. Twice. Victoria Gunvalson. The person who does not like to talk about sex. She's always talking about God. She is like appalled when someone like does anything. Decided to share the fact that she's had two happy ending massages. She would just lift her leg and they would rub it. <laughs> and I almost lost it. I almost lost it because guys, she's literally come at people from every direction talking about how she doesn't like talking about this stuff. And then she brings up this. She is literally like a walking hypocrite. Like I just can't deal with her sometimes. Like it is insane. And I will tell you this. I know she's the OG of the OC. You guys know that she really hasn't always been. She has, she's been on my list of people that of, I have a very short list of Bravo celebrities that I really don't care for. And she was on it. I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. And I was, and I'm like, Oh my God, like, Maybe I actually do kind of like her. She was fun on this trip. But then she does this. And she's just trying to have fun with the girls. But then if someone else brings it up, she's going to say, I don't want to talk about that. Like, she is just crazy. I will say this. She 110% deserves the Lifetime Achievement Award that she's getting at BravoCon at the Bravos. She's the OG of the OC. She does deserve it. She's great reality TV. But... It's just moments like that where I'm just like, oh. Which, speaking of the Bravos and her Lifetime Achievement Award that she's receiving, that is happening at BravoCon. I will be there. I'm going to be at the Bravos. Um, so I will be at that award show, and I will get to see her speech and everything that she's going to be doing. So I am excited for that. But next season i mean next week obviously is the finale i'm bummed guys that the season is over i really am i've enjoyed oc this season it's been like refreshing drama like i have said multiple times like it's just been like fun stupid shit that these ladies are fighting about and i personally i like it um but yeah we have the re uh, the finale and then i'm assuming maybe a two or three part reunion we know they obviously filmed the reunion a couple of weeks ago we still don't have the reunion looks, which I'm a little bummed about because I thought that we would have had them by now since it's going to be coming up in a couple of weeks, but we still do not. Hopefully, we will have them by next week so we can kind of judge the looks of the ladies, right? Because that's like the best part. 
is always just talking about like what they wear to the reunion. So I am going to talk next week. I believe it premieres next week, um, unless they're taking a week off. But we'll do like a whole season recap in regards to OC, um, just because I really enjoyed this season. I kind of want to talk about some stuff that we haven't hit on in the weeks past. So keep an eye out for that. Um, uh, Season 17 of OC, it's almost over. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Guys, what was, do you, like, did you think that that Vicky moment was as funny as I did? The happy ending thing? I still can't get over it. I want to know what your thoughts were. Did, like, did you, did, did you think that it was, like, funny? Did you think you would ever, like, hear Vicky say she did something like that? Did you think like I did and think it was a little bit hypocritical that she would bring that up on TV, but then has been so like, Oh my God, no, 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 no. When it like comes, um, when it comes to like them talking about sex in front of her, I want to hear your thoughts, drop it in the comments and we'll continue to talk about OC next week. All right, guys, a couple of things we need to talk about. Two things, actually one major thing being Shannon storms, Bedore receiving a DUI for hit and run. Um, uh, or she got a DUI and, uh, and hit and run. This news broke earlier this week and the internet went crazy. Let me tell you. So it was late Saturday night going into Sunday morning Shannon had been driving, intoxicated, allegedly. And I'm saying allegedly because, right, we don't know the exacts of what's going on. We know she got a DUI and she got charged with a hit and run. Um, She ran it. She struck a house. And after she had struck that house, she then reversed off of the property and continued to drive off. She ended up stopping her vehicle and uh, she got out of the car with her dog, Archie, and pretended like she was out taking Archie on a walk. When the cops came, she like was acting like she was just taking her dog on a walk. What? What? Like, how drunk were you that like that was like the first thing you thought of? Like, I don't I get that. Like, you uh, Want, you would want to do whatever you can to maybe try and get yourself out of the situation. But, like, girl, like, you tore that house the fuck up. It was crazy. So we have seen the video footage. If you guys haven't seen it, it's on my Instagram. Um, we've seen the video footage of how it happened, right? She was speeding around that corner. She cut that corner too hard and hit that house, backed up, and drove off. We've seen the damage she did to the property. That was insane. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but Kiki from the Talk of Shame actually went to Orange County to, like, scope out the scene. And it was on her Instagram. And there were just chunks of her car still, like, in the bushes, underneath, like, the damaged concrete. Like, it was it was tore up. And uh, it is like, I don't know, guys, it's just wild. There is obviously so much conversation going around about how 
she has like a drinking problem that's not for me to comment on i just hope that like for her she seeks whatever type of help or treatment she feels like she needs in order to kind of like cope with this because right guys she has kids it is going to change like her life forever there is no excuse for her to have done that especially in the day where you can do uber lyft taxi get a ride from a friend um i'm not excusing her behavior whatsoever it's completely like not acceptable but i'm just saying like i hope that like she gets the help that she wants because so many people are talking about her relationship with alcohol um that it's not a good look for her right now guys it really isn't um we obviously learned also earlier in the week this came out i believe on monday and we learned that tamra didn't find out until like it hit the news or someone told her about it tamra on her podcast stated that she had had a conference call for the Trace Amigas with Shannon on it on Sunday. Shannon did not say a word about what happened to her. And uh, Tamara had said that she had just seemed quiet, right? She wasn't talkative. So once the conference call was over, Tamara called Shannon, said, hey, is everything okay? You were just a little quiet on that conference call. I just want to check in on you or whatnot. Shannon says, I'm fine. It's just been a rough couple of days. Still does not tell Tamara what happened. And then they kind of just go about their their normal day. Then this news drops. And as the week goes on, we're learning more and more about the story. Apparently, she was out earlier that day. She was at a place called a restaurant in Newport Beach. She was there, overheard like like talking shit about Alexis Bellino who happened to be in the same restaurant. Alexis came out, made a statement, said that she did see Shannon there, but they never interacted. They didn't say anything about each other. She just said that she wishes Shannon well. And uh, it's like, that's it. Like Alexis was just in the restaurant with another group of girlfriends. Shannon saw her. She was drunk started bitching about her. I know people overheard it. Um, it then turns out, I'm assuming later that evening, she went to John's house and she had left. And apparently she was driving back to or from John's house because she had left her cell phone there. There's just like a lot of pieces of the story that are coming out where we don't know exactly what she was doing driving at that time because she hasn't made a statement yet right and who knows if she even will because there's like the legal stuff involved she's got attorneys and everything so we might not even get to know exactly what happened until next season because i'm sure they're gonna bring her back now because of this unless she personally decides to walk away to take care of herself or the network is just gonna have like be just going to have like a zero tolerance for her. Not even, it's not like they can do that just for her because everybody drinks on that network. But unless they're like, okay, we're going to pause her for a second, let her figure her shit out and then bring her back. I don't know. There's so many things going through my mind when it comes to this situation, because I mean, like how, no matter how the situation is handled, not everybody is going to be 
okay with like the outcome. You know what I mean? Fans are still going to be outraged if she's still on the show. Um, if she's not on the show, they're going to complain that she should have been on the show to tell her story about what happened. There's no, there, you're in a lose-lose situation. You're not going to be able to make everybody happy. It, it kind of just is what it is. But guys, if you learn one thing from this situation, right, is just do not drink and drive. Just Uber. Call a cab. Call a friend. Take a lift. Do what you got to do. Do not, do not pull a Shannon Storms door and drive into a house. <laughs> this, this woman. Oh, my God. There was an, um, a TikTok that I had seen either yesterday or the day before where it was someone was doing a rewatch of the season that Gina got her DUI. And it was a scene with Kelly and Shannon and like the first things out of Shannon's mouth were like a DUI is like something you never want to have. Like, Oh my God. Right. And then like fast forward, like here a couple years later, here she is, she's getting hers. And uh, it's just like, I don't know. It's kind of just, it's a little, it's, I don't want to say karma because she's given Gina such a hard time since her DUI that like, now she got herself into this situation. And I wonder if her and Gina have talked or if she's apologized to Gina since she got this, since now she is in the situation that Gina was in. I don't know. There's so much, there's so many questions I have that are going to remain unanswered because the only person that would have the answer to them is Shannon. And she hasn't talked about any of this yet, but I will say who has talked. And that is John Jansen did an exclusive with, um uh, daily mail and he was talking about it mr private person himself which i was very surprised because like sir everyone is saying that you are with her for the limelight she's telling everybody that you're a private person this happens and then you run and do an exclusive well she didn't run right they probably reached out to him he went and did an exclusive with daily mail i'm not going to get into what he even said if you want to see it the um article for the Daily Mail exclusive that he had. It was only a couple sentences. It's on um, my Instagram feed. You can go and scroll there. It's just, um, there were also photos of him with Shannon. We obviously know that Shannon, it's been reported that she was injured in this. In the photos, you can see her um, only from the back. She has a coat on, but her arm isn't in the one sleeve. So I'm assuming she's probably in a sling. There was another photo that showed she had some bruises on her forehead. Um, and they just thank God, like, she is alive and nobody else was hurt. Still not any type of excuse or, like, I'm not defending it, if you guys know what I mean. I'm just saying glad she's okay and nobody else was hurt. But there are people out there who are like, well, no, oh, like, it's okay. Nobody was hurt. Like, no, that's not, like, that. it's still not okay. So as more comes out about that, we'll obviously talk about it. Um, I'm assuming Guys, it just happened a couple of days ago, beginning of this week. I'm assuming we're going to get more on that. So stay tuned, right? The other thing I want to talk to you guys about before we go is season two of The Traders was obviously announced, but their cast um, 
they had revealed their cast uh, for season two, which is filming now. They're filming in Sweden. We have five Bravo celebrities and one Bravo celebrity adjacent. <laughs> like, guys, we are getting um, Larsa from Real Housewives of Miami, Phaedra Parks from Real Housewives of Atlanta, but now married to medicine. We are getting Tamara Judge from the Real Housewives of Orange County. We're getting Mercedes Javid from um, Shaz of Sunset. And then we are also getting... Who am I missing? Oh, Sheree from Real Houses of Atlanta. So we have Larsa, Sheree, Phaedra, MJ, Tamara Judge. Also, Larsa's boyfriend, Marcus Jordan, is on the cast as well. Guys, if you have not watched season one of The Traders U.S., you need to go and watch it. It's uh, it's a Peacock original. It's on Peacock. We had Bravo celebrities on season one. We had Brandy Glanville. We had Reza from um, Shaza Sunset, Kyle Cook, Kate Chastain. It was so good. The Bravo celebrities killed it. Kate made it so far in the game. And you guys just check it out because you're going to want to watch season two. And what they do, and what they did in season one is it was 10 reality stars and then 10 normal people and it's just a competition show they go through a series of challenges and you have to determine like who is a traitor they pick three traitors and then you have to determine who is a faithful and you go through each week and you vote people out and then you like it's like a chance to win money so check it out this season there aren't going to be 10 unknowns there are only reality tv stars on here so there's people from obviously bravo there's people from the challenge there's people from big brother love island um bling empire like the cast is good the cast is really good so check that out it's going check out season one season two obviously like i said is just filming we're probably not going to get it until next year but it's a great show i'm looking forward to it i think the ladies are going to kill it i I can't wait, guys. I really can't. But with that said, I can't wait to catch up with you guys next week. I hope all of you guys have an amazing weekend, a week ahead. And who knows what the hell is going to happen between now and the next time we talk. But you better believe we are going to talk about it. And like I said, every week from here on out until it is over, go Bills. Hoda Media Production.